0: Good morning. You've tuned in to North Idaho News of the Week. I'm Jack Peterson and here with Chris Bessler. Uh, good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning, Jack. How are you doing? I am well. Uh, it is, you know, it's not that bad outside. I could. It's not
1: that bad and you have a little glow to you here because you were gone last week. I was
0: absent. Uh, <laughs> did you guys hold down the fort okay while I was sitting on the beach?
1: Yeah, we did hold down uh-huh. the court uh, pretty good. well and... Uh, the uh, uh, Zach Hagedorn from the point Reader was in here, and we mm-hmm. went through the news last week, and we we made it through without you, but we're glad to have you back. Well, it's nice to be here.
0: Uh, I I missed the cozy warmth of the studio, and not so much the uh,
1: the, the weather, the, that, the frigid temperatures. You missed almost all those uh, below zero temperatures we had. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. I was looking at the weather report and just chuckling to myself the whole time, as you said on the beach, in yes. Mexico. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um. Anyway, but uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the news. Also, I should say right off the bat that it, our guest this morning will be over the phone. We're going to be talking to Gene Gerth, uh, the proprietor of the Bonner Alerts substack about what's going on in Boise, the legislative session currently underway. A little update from Gene Girth about uh, the various bills making their way through the legislature right now. That'll be after our local news roundup here.
1: Yeah, and that's, of course, what happens in the legislature seems like it's a long ways away because it's down in Boise. We have a very long state, but uh, it actually affects us all here directly. So uh, it will be interesting Mm -hmm. to hear from Gene on some of those bills.
0: Uh, Here locally in Bonner County, uh, the Board of Commissioners, more conflict and rules debate at their meeting on Tuesday, the two-to-one split. Continues. Uh, Commissioner Steve Bradshaw and Luke Ahmet tending to vote together and Asia Williams tending to dissent uh, motions carrying on that two to one split. Um, the main county business that they attended to at the meeting was to uh, expand tuition reimbursement for county employees, um, expand the number of employees and, and type of employees to whom that tuition reimbursement reimbursement program uh, effects. That's. I believe that education. From what I read in the, in the stories, I think that's education that applies that can be considered uh, relevant to their, uh, to their employment there,
1: to their jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they also, of course, you know, part of the conflict was establishing rules for public comment. They approved a new rule number twelve that says uh, all members of the public that want to give public comment in the commissioner's bi- regular business meeting have to sign up prior to the meeting uh, in order to be recognized and make public comment. Uh, that's one that uh, Luke Amit and Steve Bradshaw uh, voted for. Uh, Williams dissented on that, her contention being that, well, things come up during the discussion of issues that people mm-hmm. want to comment on. Um, but the, uh, the other two commissioners passed that anyways over her objection on that one. And, uh, and she had, uh, according to the reporting in the uh, Sandpoint Reader, she had 21 items that uh, she wanted to place on the agenda, and uh, Bradshaw moved to strike all 21 of her items from the agenda, uh, a lot of them having to do with uh, uh, events, projects, community issues, open meeting laws, and so on. Um, and she, Bradshaw called her items redundant and said they had absolutely nothing to do with the Bonner County business meeting. Uh, and so they did not consider Asia's uh, agenda items. And that's the ongoing saga from yeah. uh, the county commissioners where Asia stands on one side and Commissioners Bradshaw and Luke Ahmet on the other. Also, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we do have a new uh, candidate who just announced for the District One County Commissioner seat—that's a seat held by Steve Bradshaw. His name's Brian Domke, uh, and uh, he actually joins a second challenger to Bradshaw, Brian Riley. So we got two Brian's running against Steve Bradshaw uh, in that in that uh, race that's coming up. So they're both—all uh, three are. Uh, Republican, so they'll be facing each other in the, um, Republican primary in May. may yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and the, yeah, and Bradshaw has not declared at this point, right? So or, far. He okay. Yeah. Declared. So he, he so, so. may or may not be seeking another term, but either way, there's at least, it, it will be a contested election one yeah. way or another.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, another, mm-hmm. um, Announcement for re election was from Dennis Inglehart, our county assessor, and he's going to be running again. Uh, he had a, a, a short term because he was um, appointed to the assessor's seat, so mm-hmm. he's now seeking election to that seat. Um,
0: and there was a hearing, speaking continuing the county commission drama, there was a hearing, a, a clarifying hearing, Judge Bonner County Judge Justin Julian. Uh, c- held a hearing to clarify the details of Asia Williams' civil protection order against uh, Steve Bradshaw. the The first misconception that was cleared up was that all civil protection hearings were closed to the public. That's not true. The initial filing that that um, Asia Williams made that is sealed, but um, the the public has a right to know that the or is allowed to know anyway, that Steve Bradshaw has that protection order filed against him. Everything subsequent to the initial filing is not uh, sealed and is public, is subject to public disclosure. Um, the other point of clarification is Bradshaw is to have no contact with Williams, as well as remaining 300 feet away from her at all times. But there is that exception, which is commissioner's meeting meetings, which it is clarified, the rule does not only apply to meetings held in the Bonner County Administration Building. It applies to any place county business needs to be conducted. So at times, the commissioners have to go on site to inspect property, business, and do handle other interests of the county. And that constitutes a commissioner's meeting to which an exception would be made. Um, also, one... Item I, I found interesting just because its it suggests uh, the, the very fact that it had to be clarified is kind of interesting. Um, Mr. Bradshaw shall, shall, shall submit to personal searches to verify the absence of weapons. But these rules only apply at meetings where Williams is in attendance or while he's on county property. Um, the only people who are allowed to search Bradshaw for weapons are law enforcement personnel. So you can't just approach commissioner Steve Bradshaw on county property and demand to pat him down as a as a public <laughs> citizen basically and it seems that that may have been a point that needed clarification. No so kidding. That, no, yeah. I
1: hadn't heard anything about that actually.
0: I, yeah, so that that uh, the judge said that seems like it would go without saying but he clarified it anyway. I'm not I'm not sure exactly what happened uh, to require that clarification but i i thought it was a noteworthy uh noteworthy point
1: of interest yeah, yeah yeah
0: um down at north idaho college uh the contract with interim president greg south will not be renewed meaning they are back to having only one president or they will be anyway president nick swain stays on and swain announced a sizable bump in enrollment 19 percent uh, let's see, 19% of first-time degree-seeking students, 19% increase over last spring. Um, the declining enrollment for continuing transfer students, which had been uh, had been on a downward trajectory, that downward trajectory continues, but just the, the rate is just 1.1% of uh, enrollment. So, you know, that is made up for by the increase
1: in uh, in first-time degrees. That's a source. rather large increase, 19%. I'm I sure, would say so. Yeah. I'm sure part of that is because uh, kids are getting back in the classroom after the whole COVID era. Yeah. Um, so hopefully things <laughs> get straightened out with North Idaho College. It's really a very important uh, educational institution for our local kids and, and continuing education here for people that live in Sandpoint.
0: Yeah. Um. That's the main local news that I have uh, in front of me. Well, I think-
1: I'm looking at a story from the Daily Bee. It says KRFY adds medical musings to lineup. Hey, that's, that's a right. Front, a front page story <laughs> uh, yesterday, actually. We made the front page. <laughs> uh, if you've been
0: listening to the station, I'm sure you've heard the promos that we have been airing for medical musings with Dr. Joanne, uh, the first Edition will be in this time slot, 8 o'clock on Monday, February 5th. Uh, so please tune in, join us for it that.
1: We'll feature important and timely medical news and information along with interviews with local medical experts. So that's an addition to our, um, our robust mm-hmm. broadcast calendar there that uh, folks can listen into. And that's part of what the whole mission of a community radio station is, is to um, bring local broadcasters on the air and uh, talking to local people about things important to uh, all of us that live here. Something else that's newsworthy is happening Mm -hmm. tonight. Uh, here we go. And this is this ties right into my
0: standpoint sound, too. Okay. So this All could right. be a good transition. This could
1: okay. be a good transition because we're bringing uh, Gene Girth on to yep. t- tell us about uh, mm-hmm. things happening in the legislature. But tonight we have mm-hmm. a free showing of the movie Rumble, The Indians Who Rocked the World. Uh, this is tonight at 7 p.m. at the Panada, and it is free. It is supported by the Bonner County Human Rights Task Force. They provided a grant to make this possible. Uh, and it... There's actually kind of a hidden story behind a lot of our uh, rock and roll and a lot of our big musical um, accomplishments over the years. And it's that Native Americans uh, had a big influence uh, Mm -hmm. in that. And I didn't see – we've brought this movie to town before, a -hmm. year or two ago, I think. Um, I I missed it. Mm -hmm. Did you catch it the first time?
0: I did. It's incredible. Uh Uh, And it is definitely something you want to see – well, you, you want to see it any time, but it will uh, absolutely brighten your outlook on a rainy, kind of chilly January evening, yeah. I would say. And, it, uh,
1: and again, it's free at the Panda at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, you can see more about that on our website, krfy.org, or in the Juan Online calendar items or uh, other places. But uh, we hope to see you there.
0: Doors open at 6.30 and the show's at 7, and it doesn't cost anything. Uh, and
1: you said you have a sound that's uh, related to this. I do. So, uh
0: we've been playing a lot of rock and roll from the from the film, but it actually covers the whole spectrum of popular music and um we have not played much uh from the kind of the the jazz and swing era. Uh one person who features prominently in the film is Mildred Bailey, who actually comes from our area. She was a, a member of the Coeur d'Alene, or she was uh, she lived on the Coeur d'Alene Indian Reservation, I think, until she was 13 and then moved to Spokane. But a major figure in the early days of basically recorded popular music uh, from the first half of the 20th century, um, kind of a, a contemporary of Bing Crosby, and they came up together in Spokane a little bit. Um, she well, I won't spoil the whole story of Mildred Bailey, other than um,
1: you got to come she, see the movie. Yeah, yeah. you got to come <laughs> see
0: the film. Uh, but you learn you learn all about her, and she is sort of a local, uh,
1: a local treasure. So, i put yeah. So we'll hear yeah. this uh, sound, and yeah. actually, actually the whole song, I presume. Or? Yeah, sure. just about. Yeah, um, and then we'll mm-hmm. be back with Gene Girth. Okay,
0: and this is sort of an optimistic, uh, a w- little wishful thinking. This is called the sunny side of things, uh, hoping that the weather maybe turns around here in town. That was my thinking anyway. (laughs) Okay, Gene Girth when we return. This is Mildred Bailey. There's Mildred Bailey with I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm. No, I'm sorry, that was The Sunny Side of Life. I also, I couldn't decide which, uh, which weather-related tune to play there. Mildred Bailey's The Sunny Side of Things, uh, again, she's an artist featured in Rumble, which covers the whole spectrum of popular music, uh, the 20th, well, really starting, I think, in the 19th century and then 20th and into the 21st century as well, so... Uh, Mildred Bailey from our neck of the woods, a North Idaho uh, original, and we're on the phone now with Gene Girth. Jean runs a newsletter, actually a Substack, entitled Bonner Alerts, uh, which tracks, among other things, the workings of the Idaho Legislature and the delegation from North Idaho. Their activities while they are representing us in Boise. These three months of the legislative session. Uh, good morning, Gene. How are you doing?
2: Good morning. I'm, I'm fine. Good to see you back, Jack.
0: Well, nice to be back, Gene. Uh, and nice to hear your voice this Friday morning. Um, I guess, should we...
1: Well, let's jump into it here. Gene, yeah. uh, we know that a couple of the most high-profile pieces of legislation right now have to do with libraries uh, and uh, res- potential restrictions on uh, materials in libraries. Why don't you fill us in on that, and then we want to get your take on important uh, pieces of legislation that people should be following and, and aware of.
2: Oh, um, and I I know some about these bills. Um, I'm, I don't profess to be an expert on any of these. these they're coming in too fast, um, but there has been one bill already that hit the floor of the House about um, imposing legislative restrictions about the type of material in libraries. Um, Also had a clause about uh, kind of citizens patrolling that. That one got sent back to committee, but we are going to definitely be seeing some other bills about that. And it's much the same as last year. As a matter of fact, a lot of these bills are the same as last year on on topic, so um, the library one being more that we're going to see from, we're going to see more of. And it's a, you know, it's a contentious issue. We had an election here in um, Bonner County with a library district member being elected who was running on that issue about whether the legislature should be doing this or not. Mm-hmm. So we'll see more on that. I don't have anything right now that I see is on the floor.
1: And in the bill, I think you're referring to is that house bill 384. Uh, 384. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and the uh, kind of the key component there wasn't just that, um, imposing restrictions. it's, it's that it allows, um, members of the public, to sue libraries if they consider uh, materials in their collections to be harmful to minors. And I, I don't know exactly how the word harmful is um, defined there, um, but they could sue a library for up to $250 as well as, quote, actual damages and any other relief. So uh, I, I think librarians are really concerned that uh, this could s- set off a whole bunch of uh, suits that they'd end up having to defend themselves again for, I mean, it could be catcher in the rye that somebody feels has harmful uh, material in it.
2: Um, and I think a lot of it does come down to that. It's about trying to define things like obscenity or harmful, and it's very difficult to do that uh, via legislation. I think that's why we have elected, locally elected boards, because they're more in touch with community standards. Um, and it's similar to a build of little vetoed last year and the house tried to override and it did not override but
1: but only so, missed overriding it by a single vote <laughs> yeah,
2: so it was pretty yeah, close. It was close yeah close and we still there's another bill in the senate 1 um that's also about libraries and truthfully i have not delved into that yet mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so we've got the library issues we've got there's a bill that's going to be voted on pretty soon in the house about bringing firearms onto school property um, with without much overview about who has the firearms and who knows about who has firearms is but doesn't Um, that
1: I I don't I'm not familiar with that bill but um, it seems like I read that was concerning teachers ability to carry firearms
2: um, yeah, and I don't know the details either. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the fire hose right now coming out with all this, but it's one that people have been very concerned about, and it is coming up pretty quickly. So if that's on any of our listeners' radar screens, it's a good time to go check it out. Um, I'm looking up the number of that one now.
0: Um, 414, maybe? House Bill 414.
2: spreadsheet all of a sudden, went really weird on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a lot There's a lot to be paying attention to. There's um, bills about cutting Medicaid severely. Uh, there's, <clears throat> I think, an important one is about the Maternal Health Board, which they didn't, I think they didn't fund last year or they didn't reauthorize. And so they're coming back with some proposals to at least track um, things like maternal death mm-hmm. in Idaho, um, the data that we need. So that's on the board. Um, there's a couple of locally inspired bills. Uh, uh, Senator Herndon has introduced one to, what would I say, <coughs> excuse me, um, provide more guidelines to county commissioners when they abandon public right of ways. And that has come up because of the Camp Bay issue where hmm. the county abandoned the public. Road, stand a campaign without a thorough investigation or without a conclusive investigation about whether the public, whether that was a publicly owned, accessible point. Um, So I'm going to be interested in following that one. And then Mark Satter has introduced um, there's two bills about trustees quorums and uh, the conduction of meetings at the school board level that were, I'm sure, inspired by the West Bonner County School District goings-on last year. So Mm -hmm. those should be coming up, too. Mm -hmm. I think there's one in the Senate and there's one in the House on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And other issues are uh, privatized militias that came up last year. Um, Removing the Blaine Amendment from the Constitution, which would allow public funding for religious schools. Um, Yeah, so we've got a busy couple months ahead of us. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Governor Little has put forth a plan, to uh, a 10-year plan, that would raise $2 billion to address Idaho's um, public school buildings. And that's, of course, a major concern here because the we have some buildings here that are in, uh, really holding pretty bad shape now. Um, do you have any I, any insights, or have you seen anything from the legislature on how they're going to approach that? that? The governor can make a proposal like that, but the legislature needs to approve it.
2: Yeah, I don't. I have not, and you know, I'm still learning a lot about how all of this works and how to find out about what's going on. Um, and that one I haven't tracked yet. Mm. Um, there's a lot of uh it it's complicated <laughs> mm. and it's it's hard to know when things are gonna happen and so it's keeping up with the different media sources I think are is important. Um I mean my a lot of my work has been because I just wanna make it easier for people to be able to write to their legislators. Mm. And that's how Bonner Alerts started. And it, it's, I work now with a team of people who have expertise in different areas. And so we just try to get out the, the timely alerts because when a bill is introduced, especially in this first part of the legislature where there's so many coming in, because any, any, I believe it's anybody can, any of the members can introduce a piece of legislation and then that goes to committee. And the committee needs to filter all of this stuff out. Um, and it's oftentimes, if you're going to comment about legislation, doing it when the committee is assessing it is the, where you're going to have the most impact. Um, later on in the session, the, it slows down a little bit because only committees can then introduce new bills coming in. But it's a, it really is a fire hose, and... Um, I just think it's so important for people to know what's going on and, and have their opinions heard. So we sent out alerts to time it for people. OK, by tomorrow, you got to send something to this committee if you're interested in that topic. Um, so truthfully, I am not the person who knows all the details about the bills. I work with somebody who does mm-hmm. that. We'll get on.
1: We sh- <laughs> so if people are interested in signing up for Bonner Alerts, how do they do that?
2: You go to your browser and type in Bonner Alerts all one word. dot substack. dot com, and it should take you to a subscription page. And I tell people uh, to—they always want you to make money off of this, but you all you have to do is choose no pledge, and it's all for free.
0: No paywall for that uh, for Bonner Alerts.
2: No, no paywall. Okay. Paywall for that.
0: Um. The about the the library bill, which was the House Bill three eighty four, that was withdrawn, as you mentioned, but um, and and was well, a,
1: it was it was sent back to committee, okay, the which means bill. it right. could come back to life. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I guess my question is how how likely is that? Especially, I think in in years past, it's been pretty late in the legislative session that the that that the parallel bills made it through. Uh Is this yeah. kind of the fact that it's like right off the bat um, seems to me. This is KRFY
1: eighty-eight.
0: 88- <laughs> if it is, that was our uh, legal ID. It must be eight thirty. But uh, <laughs> that's how we I know
1: it's time to wrap it up. Jack, yeah, I you know. know.
0: <laughs> uh, I was just going to say it's the the fact that it's up so early. I mean, it seems like the the proponents of this uh, of some sort of uh, library rest- or materials restriction seem to be a little more serious or at least dogged this time Would that. Is that a fair reading yeah. of the oh, situation? Yeah.
2: I think they were quite dogged last time. Yeah. Too. So I think it, yes, I'm sure we'll come back up the other. Did I say this? There's another Senate bill 1221
0: mm-hmm.
2: that is addressing school libraries. Um So yeah, we'll, I think we'll be seeing it.
0: Yeah. Um Well, as you heard, that was uh that was the half hour mark. Did we miss anything um, important or any details that you want to make sure we get out before we head over no, to just,
2: well just to you know I hope people you know pay pay attention um, it's it's really important. You might not think that your one little comment makes a difference, but um, our legislators really do want to hear from us, and it's uh, it's easier now because they do Zoom. You can actually testify at committee meetings through Zoom um, if the chair allows it. So, yeah, just get educated. Participate. Sign up mm-hmm. for Bonner Alerts and you'll learn and I'll try to pass some of this stuff along.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's bonneralerts.substack.com again, if anybody needs yeah, to still into catch the that. Browser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, That should get it. Yeah, thank you.
1: Hey, thank yeah. you, Gene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: And Thanks for keeping up with this. We'll, um, we'll. I'm sure, be talking about it more in the next few months. Um,
2: yes, and I forgot to say, I love your new show. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, thank you very much. Uh, okay. It, yes. Um, it is 8.30, and that means it's about time for what comes next, which, according to what I see here, is... Uh, a rebroadcast of something that you recorded on Wednesday, Chris. Does that sound about right?
1: Yes, it is. Actually, uh-huh. we talked with uh, Superintendent of Schools, uh, Dr. Becky Meyer. It was a great uh, conversation. She filled us in on a lot of stuff. Uh, and unfortunately, it we had some technical glitches. It took us off yeah. the air for a little while. We still had streaming. People who were listening via their computer could still hear it. But uh, we were down over the air, so we wanted to rebroadcast that because uh, it's, uh, it was a great... You know, a compilation of things that are going on uh, at the schools right now. And, and uh, uh, Superintendent Meyer is a very good speaker. Very enthusiastic, too. She loves her her work with her kids and their and schools.
0: Okay. Well, we will uh, go with that. And uh, I think... It's a little over 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, looks mm-hmm. like it. Okay, so you'll be hearing that. And then we'll uh, continue without, with, well, right with Bird Note and Anno's Eclectic Mix after that. So here's... Uh, Dr. Becky
1: Meyer coming up next from the Lake Boundary School Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Remember, Rumble tonight, 7 o'clock at the Panada. Great movies, free. uh, We hope to see you there.
0: Yes, we do. 6.30, doors, 7 o'clock, the showing, no cost. Uh, Rumble. Okay, thanks for listening to North Idaho News of the Week.